Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast that talks about the mysterious world of divorce and uncoupling and living happily ever after a heartbreak, but it's kind of merged into other things as well. We talk about parenting and general midlife stuff. So I am your host, Hannah Harvey. I'm a writer and a parenting blogger at mumsdays.com. That's M-U-M-S-D-A-Y-S.com. I would really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a little review uh, because basically this means more people can find our podcast. And I would also really, really love to hear from you. So please do contact me through Instagram at mumsdays. Um, just with your stories of life, it can be about divorce and heartbreak or anything else that you're currently going through or have overcome. I would love to hear from you. Um, you can also tell me any thoughts you've got on this episode or even ask me questions because um, sometimes I answer them on the podcast. You can also find all the details from this episode in the show notes. Welcome to Happily Ever After. It's me, Hannah Harvey, and today's episode is a double whammy because it's one I've been wanting to do for ages. And it's something that was overwhelmingly asked for in my recent survey, um, which is namely people want tips on health and fitness and how to fit it in in their lives and what to do even. So my guest today is going to guide us through this topic because she's an expert in it. Um, she's called Josie Baxter. She's a really good friend of mine. Um, we did yoga teacher training together. She's also my personal trainer. Um, hi, Josie. Hi, guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming in today. So originally, um, I wanted to talk to you about all the health and fitness stuff anyway, but I also really wanted to talk to you <laughs> about your recent breakup because it all happened around the time that we were doing the yoga teacher training together. Yeah. Um, and as your friend, it was particularly tough to see, you know, what you were having to deal with. Um, but you were also like a total rock star at the time. You seemed completely unshakable. And I was like, this is going to be an amazing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like how to break up the Josie way. Um, so do you mind? I know you, we're not going to go into the ins and outs of everything, but what do you remember personally from that time? Um, I mean, I don't feel like I dealt with it like a rock, but <laughs> I remember just thinking like, that especially the yoga teacher training time it was like I just have to get through today mm -hmm. like I just have to deal with whatever comes up today and get through the day mm -hmm. because there was like new like there was just so many things that I had to it wasn't just a break up it was a find a new job find a new place to live readjust to a totally different new life mm -hmm. Um, so the yoga teacher training actually came at a really good time because it was just as I lost, well, as I found out that I couldn't go back to work mm -hmm. where I'd in from the base that I used to work at, I then had two weeks filled up with actually this amazing training course that gave me something to really focus on and was a, was a distraction, but in a, in a healthy way. Yeah not like a bury your head in the sand way. It was like a, 
deal with your emotional shit right here, right now. Because mm-hmm. I remember just before you were like, oh, I'm not going to do it. Mm. So was there a bit of you that was like, I, I, it was almost like you were just going to power on. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do that because I need to keep the studio running and I need to do this, that and the other and I need to really throw myself into work. And I was mm. like, no, you have to come. <laughs> yeah, like I, I knew from Natalie's experience of doing the yoga teacher training that it was going to be a very emotionally tiring experience. Well, physically and emotionally, mm-hmm. like kind of draining experience. And I, I, I didn't know if I had it in us to do it. Like I didn't know if I had, if I was strong enough to be able to to do it. Yeah. But then actually what I realised is the strength in in breaking down. Yeah. Being vulnerable and being upset actually takes a lot more courage than just to keep going. Yeah, definitely. I found that so much um, with my own breakup. There's times when you just want to do the practical things because that's almost easier. I'll do all the practical stuff. What I really don't want to do is go to therapy or spend time feeling what I'm actually feeling because it's, you don't know what you're going to find. Yeah. And you, there's a fear that you'll find something so terrible that you can't carry on. Mm. But actually what we've learned, because obviously it was pretty emotional for me, the yoga teacher training, is that you can go to those places but you can still come back out again. Yeah. And in fact, you can come out stronger and understanding yourself better. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the big difference for you, from my perspective, is that you know it's one thing to break up in private <laughs> and have to deal with that stuff, but it's another thing to see what's happening on the front page of newspapers um, and having papers calling you because that was going on throughout the yoga teacher training um and I was just really impressed with the way that you handled yourself and you carried on and you just sort of kept your nose clean you were like I'm not going to go there yeah um but were you ever tempted to either just completely disappear because obviously you're on Instagram quite a lot Mm. um that's your part of a big part of your business but also to fight back I guess I think there was thing. there was times when I wanted to do both and maybe even at the same time. Yeah. Um there was a period that I went quiet on Instagram, but it wasn't and I didn't even realize I'd done it. But uh, there was a period when the breakup actually happened in my life as opposed to when the press found out about it. Yeah. There was a like I think it was like there was something like two weeks where I didn't post or post a story. Um, not and intentionally. Not intentionally. Like, I didn't even... It wasn't even on my mind to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't till the press contacted us and one of the things they said is, why, why was there this quiet week on you? So they figured out when my breakup actually was mm. before, like, and I didn't need to do or say anything because they were like, there's the gap here. What? Why was that? So it was like I knew whatever I was saying or doing, even though I had nothing to do with the publicity side of things, mm-hmm. I was being watched. Yeah. 
it's which was I was not equipped to deal with the pressure of that mm-hmm. or to deal with the consequence of that of the being con like I didn't know how to I was scared because I was like I don't know what the best thing to do is here is it to speak out but then I I didn't really feel like I had anything of value to say like there was nothing the one person I wanted to talk to about it I couldn't anyway yeah so in speaking out to the press who don't care and they're gonna spin it whichever way they want yeah to make the story work yeah so it was like actually whatever I say is gonna bring no value to my life yeah and it's gonna cause hassle and aggro yeah because it's the same in any breakup you know there's certain things I I mean I always say don't be on social media at all when you first break up with someone or at least block them so you're not tempted to get into this sort of back and forth yeah back and forth and like either stalking them or posting things to make it look like you're Mm. doing great but when it's your business yeah you've not got a choice and then everything that you put up is then like were you over scrutinizing what you put up yes um like i remember i went on my first holiday kind of on my own to a place i was familiar with Uh, it was like the family's apartment um and i put on a story just saying like this is the first time in my life that i've really appreciated time on my own and that was not me trying to have a dig at anyone or trying to say that I wasn't happy in my previous relationship because I was. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's ups and downs in every relationship, but a majority of the time I was, I am just a, a happy mm-hmm. person. Um, but that got spun really negatively. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, I can't breathe. I can't breathe without someone taking offence or, like, over-scrutinising things or looking into things too much. Like, I am actually just trying to move on. Yeah. And, try, yeah, just trying to heal and, yeah. and be a positive role model for other people who are going through these things. 100%. Like, it's perfectly acceptable to want some time on your own. Mm. Um, Jennifer Aniston calls it nesting. Where, like, after her, obviously, huge breakup with Brad Pitt, she was like, I just need to be in my house with soft furnishings and friends. Yes. And just kind of nest. But equally, you've still got a business to run. You've still got to promote yourself so that you've got clients. And obviously, at that particular point, you weren't sure where you were going to work. Yeah. So I needed to be on top of shit to yeah. an extent and you've got clients that you have pre-existing yeah you know, relationships so, uh, yeah. with so you've got to do the work for them it was a lot to deal with yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you did so well <laughs> but i did it i got through you know um your retreats mm. wellness retreats yes was wellness that, journeys wellness journeys was that born from that period of being like yeah what am i going to do next yeah it was like yeah so it was such a positive thing that came from such a negative time but I was like I went on this solo holiday and I was like I feel so empowered that I even managed to get myself on a flight get on a transfer by myself 
and get myself to where I needed to be. And then when I was there, I was like, do you know what? I want to train. Like, I, I want to do some exercise. I found a CrossFit gym. I went there on my own. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> and I managed to train and, like, understand to an extent what I was doing. And I managed to do all these things on my own in a foreign country. And I felt so empowered for it and so, for the first time, like, independent and, like... I could stand on my own two feet and I could do anything that it made me feel like I want to be able to give other people this experience. Mm -hmm. And it also, it felt so good to go on a holiday that wasn't just a holiday to escape life. It was like, I'm living on holiday. Yeah, and you would, you know, if you're taking yourself somewhere on your own, you're taking all your problems with you. Yeah. Because you've got no distractions, it's just you. Mm. So you've got to go and face the music and your version of that is to go and like, well, you smashed it, didn't you? You went and found your gym, you did all the things that you might have found a bit scary mm -hmm. and then created this amazing sellout retreat. Yeah. That literally sold out within... The first week it sold out my first retreat, yeah. Yeah. And then I've got two more hopefully coming up in April next year mm -hmm. that are starting to... Bookings are open now and they're starting to fill up nicely. Very nice, save me a spot. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be your tips for dealing with and getting over heartbreak? Get yourself a therapist. <laughs> Check. <laughs> um, a really good bit of advice I got was, was just deal with now. Mm -hmm. Deal with the now of what needs immediately dealt with right now and what can you do right now to make yourself feel better? Mm -hmm. And if that is sitting on the sofa and crying, that is okay. Yeah. If that is going on a 10K run, that is okay. Like, it doesn't matter what that is that's going to make you feel better. You, you do be selfish. And I guess at this point... Not only are you dealing with breakup, changing house, all that kind of stuff, changing job. Do you feel like the business side of things has really helped you move on? Like, you know, so you're doing your personal training, you've got your retreats, um, you're working in a new gym. Whenever I speak to you, you've got a new idea. <laughs> like, yeah. do you feel like that's a big part of, has that helped? you move on. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think had I have tried to stay in the job I was in, which I did want to do originally, I was just, it was prove, it was gonna have no positive impact on me. It was only to prove a point that I could. Yeah. That I was strong enough that I could deal with it and just, but actually, what I've realised is, although I was self-employed, I was putting my time and effort into someone else's business. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, all of my energy, time, ideas, creativity is for myself. Mm -hmm. So changing jobs, it's definitely helped me to feel like I stand on my own two feet more because now I'm completely self-employed. I don't, like... 
fall back on anything or anyone or rely on anything or anyone or it's scary don't get us wrong because I don't feel like I have that kind of bubble wrap around us where oh, it doesn't really matter if I don't get a new any new clients in this month because I've got I've always got something to fall back on I don't have that anymore and it, it does it gives us that extra drive that extra push mm-hmm. um do you feel like your identity's changed at all through this process like do you feel like a different person yeah because I know I do yeah like I feel so much fucking stronger mm. physically and mentally like there were so many times I can remember, like I can remember so many times of just thinking negatively about training, like, oh, I'm not good enough to be able to do that workout, like I need to scale that back. Or, and since I've started at my new gym, there is not a single workout I haven't at least tried to do RX, which in CrossFit- What does RX? What does RX mean? <laughs> in CrossFit terms, that means like at least try to lift the standardized like weight across the board that's like the hardest one. For your size and body shape or just the It just, one? the hardest one full stop. Like it just is split into male or female. So you get like RX, then it drops to RX1, then RX2. So there's like scaled versions of the workout. Mm-hmm. So there's not a single workout that I've not at least tried to do RX, which previously I feel like I never, I would have just thought before I've even started, oh, I can't do it. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Because obviously for your clients, you would never do that. Oh, no. You know, I turn up every day and I'm like, oh, make it easy. And you're like, I'll get you through it. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll get Yeah, you just show up. That's what I always say. Just get yourself here and I'll do the rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish you would sometimes. <laughs> uh, so obviously your job is hugely reliant on your image, how you look. Mm. Um, that's a lot of pressure. And I know you were on the misery diet, which I was when I split up with my ex. Oh, God, I looked amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I know I shouldn't say that because I was so anxious I couldn't put food in my mouth. But, my God, that's the most shredded I've ever been in my life. You were so shredded. And obviously, people are coming online and being like, I want you to be my personal trainer. Look at how you look. Yeah. like... Yeah, but it's also the misery diet. This, yeah, that that was something that I really I struggled with because I have never cared about being thin or skinny. It's never been a reason for me that's fueled my training. Mm-hmm. Me, tra- my whole fitness journey and whole training and ending up becoming a personal trainer and all that. Never ever once have I exercised to look a certain way. I've never gone through the bodybuilding phase that. I guess it applies more to men, like, oh, I'm going to bench because I want a bigger chest, or I've never gone through the phase of, right, I'm going to squat every day because I want a bigger bum. It's been like, what is the best training programme that I can do right now that will make me the fittest, strongest person that I can be, the best version of myself physically and mentally? Mm. It's never been for image. Right. It's never been for image. I've always trained consistently, but I have not always looked at my diet, which until you can't train your way out of a bad diet. Mm-hmm. And that is a really, like, it is true. When I very first kind of got into reasonably good shape, it was because I started to track my calories, look at my macros, and I got more educated about nutrition, which actually did come from my ex-partner. 
but never mind. Um, there were some positives. We'll give him that. We thank him for that. Um, and it, but I still trained to be, to be strong, to be fit. It was never about image, but it was just when I started to take into consideration nutrition, that was when people were like, oh my God, Josie, like mm. you look good. And I was like, well, I'm not doing anything differently. I'm just not putting the whole wide world in my mouth all the time. Um, yeah, but like, how is it? Is it like? Do, does it feel easy to you? It does now. Yeah, like it is routine that when I eat something, I put it into my fitness pal. And do you ever feel like you're not eating enough? Um, I mean, the it depends kind of where I am in what I'm doing. So like. For example, the month before the retreats, I deliberately put myself into a deficit because I wanted to be a bit more shredded for being on holiday for... Yeah, and you're getting... Because you know you're going to have more free... Like, on holiday, I'm not going to track my calories. So I'm going to want to know I can eat a bit more and I've done damage control prior to it, so I'm not going to feel like a whale. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And by feel like a whale, I don't mean feel fat. I mean, like, feel bloated and uncomfortable in my clothes. Yeah. That's what I mean. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends kind of what phase at the moment I'm kind of maintaining but I'm keeping in mind that I've got a competition coming up in Jan that I need to be reasonably light for because it's a lot of running um, But you need to be quite what for light it? for oh, it light, because okay. it's like a lot of cardio in yeah. there Um, so I want to be fast on my runs mm-hmm. so I'm kind of maintaining at the minute so no I'm not hungry good good <laughs> yeah um do you, going back to the personal image thing, because you were saying you only train to be fit and strong, but now that you've got this online stuff, do you feel like the personal image stuff has come, is much more important now? I feel like it's more important to let people know that I don't sit at home and starve myself and only train squats and abs. Yeah. I feel like it's more important to try to be authentic. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you do really well as well. Oh, it's do like, you? Yeah. And you're like, you, you're clearly going out for nights out. You know, you're getting dressed up. You're doing, you're living your life. Mm. But, you know, your career is um, working out, which has an element, obviously, of how you look. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it does feel accessible. That's what I want. I want people to look at my Instagram and think, I want to work with her because she looks good, but she has a life and has fun. Yeah. And it's not just go to the gym and go home. Yeah. Which a lot of your life is. Which, yeah, but out of choice. (laughs) I promise that's what I want to do. So you can be there for me and things like that. (laughs) Good. So you don't feel like you put too much pressure or attach too much of your self-worth on that whole how you look thing? Mm, no. There, there was, like, it, the period of time we were talking about before when I remember weighing myself at the start of May and I was 62 kilos and then weighing myself when we were doing the yoga teacher training and I was 50 kilos. Mm. And that was, when did we do that? July, May, June, July. Yeah, so July. within about two and a half months maybe, I've dropped 12 kilos. Like, that is a lot of weight when you're only five foot two. Yeah, I think um, I did probably something similar. It's scary how much your 
kind of mental health can affect you, the physical way that you look. Mm -hmm. And it was hard because, uh, don't get me wrong, I loved looking that shredded. Like I was like, look at look at my abs. <laughs> like look at this. Um, I've got some great photos from oh, the yoga teacher training God. of your abs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, however, I knew that it wasn't a healthy weight for me to be at. Yeah, I knew that I wasn't eating enough, especially for the output. Because I mean, my God, that teacher training was physical. Yeah, and I was still training at the gym every day before I was going to yoga. Uh huh because I was like, I need to maintain some sort of strength in this. Mm -hmm. So it was hard when I was looking at the scales and I was like, I like the way that I look at 50 kilos, but I am not healthy at 50 kilos, so I do need to put weight on. Yeah. And it was hard watching the scales go back up, but mentally I felt so much better. Mm for being able to eat again, for being able to socialise again. Yeah. So it's like, you've got to just pull your head out your ass and say, it doesn't matter that I haven't got washboard abs because... But you do, like... I still... (laughs) 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 That's the funny thing, is like, just because... I'm talking about it like I'm the size of a whale now and I'm still shredded. She's still fucking shredded. I want my PT to be shredded though. That's the goal. (laughs) So for the last few things, I'm coming at this from like, you know, me, like a mum who's got a limited amount of time. Mm. What, it's a weird one because I feel like eating disorders and the way we look is still huge. Yeah, 100%. It's so huge. And I get trapped in it myself, especially when... I feel confident in my work. I feel confident with my kids. But as soon as I'm just on my own, I, there's something missing. And that's when I can slip into like either overeating or just not eating at all. And I'm constantly like, oh, I should really be careful about what I'm eating and how I look. And even when I'm at my thinnest, I'm still not happy. And it's like, that's the kind of stuff that doesn't come from any from food or working out. That's mm. mental. Yeah. So that aside, (laughs) what can we do with a limited amount of time? What would be the best thing we can do in terms of eating and staying healthy, would you say? Before you get into where I'm at now, where I track my calories, I track my macros, before you do any of that, sleep is a priority. Nailed that one. I'm really good. (laughs) (laughs) Sleep is a priority. And exercise outside of the gym. So we call it your neat ex- your neat energy expenditure. So it's basically what you do outside the gym oh. that gets your... Ed- so you know when I drill in here that you should do 10K steps a day? Yeah. That is because if you come to the gym for an hour a day, but then work a desk job, sit down, take the lift, drive everywhere, drive to go and pick your kids up from school you are then, you haven't got any energy expenditure outside of the gym. Got yeah. So a massive, massive thing is to get your neat energy up. Google it and it'll explain it better than what I am right now, but I'm trying my best. <sighs> but basically, you need to be doing more than just going to the gym for an hour. Okay. okay. So even if you're not going to the gym, Even yeah, that's you, the thing to focus on. You either. don't even need to, like 
to get in good shape, to get healthy and feel fit, you don't even need to go to the gym, mm. okay? You need to sleep a reasonable amount of time every night, work on getting good sleep. I know that you've got kids, but just stop going on your fucking phone on a night time. Read a book before bed instead of watching the telly because the blue light, it does not help you sleep. So go to bed at a reasonable time. Have a time every night where you just go, that's it, I'm turning my phone off. Yeah. I'm not looking at it. Put your podcast on, shut your eyes. Okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. You, so sleep. Improve your sleep. Improve your neat energy levels. Get your 10,000 steps every fucking day and don't be lazy. Okay? And water. Drink a lot of water. When you have nailed those three things, then start implementing exercise in your life. Then once you have got to a reasonable level where you're doing three sessions a week will make a difference to you if you try in those three sessions. Going to the gym five or six times a week, but three days you can't really be asked. What's the point? Yeah. Limit your gym sessions and make value your time. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you can get to the gym, value your time and actually work hard in that time. There's so many people I see coming in the gym and the dawdle round. And I think if you paid me £30 for an hour session, I would get you more results than you than wasting all of your time for an hour every day this week coming in here and dawdling around. Yeah. So value the time that you get in the gym, work hard. Yeah. But then start looking at your calories and your macros. Nice. That is Josie's order of importance. I love it. I was not expecting that. Were you not? Level of helpfulness. Ah, well. <laughs> that sounds really bad. <laughs> You've given me a list. Yeah. That's tick offable. I'm not doing the neat one. I definitely need to do that. The 10,000 steps a day, 100%. Yeah. And I love I'm just it. Just getting cause... out because going, I live by the beach. Yeah. It's so, like oh my God, I would be day. on. Yeah. Every morning, get out. Nice. You have to drive the kids everywhere though, don't you? I do, but I could definitely do a lunchtime of just. Mm -hmm. walking and actually if you did 5,000 steps the rest sort of takes care of itself because you're oh, going yeah, up and down yeah, yeah. steps and bloody like I haven't been on a walk today and I've done 4,300 steps already and it's half 10 mm. so I'll, I'll just go walk my friend's dogs this lunchtime and that'll be my steps nice done dusted bosh awesome yeah I was about to say how much do you really need to work out and you've answered that I would say three solid sessions a week of like if it depends on your goals, if you just want to get fitter and feel better about yourself, then um, I always my sort of structure to a gym session for someone kind of in that format is lift something heavy for like f somewhere between five sets, five reps, maybe maybe seven. Do some sort of strength cycle that's seven reps or less. So maybe do one back squat day, one deadlift day, one upper body day that could be push press or pull-ups or something like that. So do one deadlift, one back squat, one upper. Mm -hmm. Start it off with a strength set so you're working on a heavy lift. Yeah. Then do some accessory work. So this could be on lower body days, split squats, step-ups, kettlebell swings. Hate them all. Hate them all. <laughs> and then do 20 minutes of... Hard conditioning. That's like hit stuff, isn't so it? So the hit stuff, yeah. yeah. They're like getting sweaty, getting out of breath. The 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. Or yeah. three minute AMRAP, one minute rest. Or 20 minute EMOM. Mm. Something like that. And if you structure your sessions like that in each week, 
even if all you did was five by five squats and each week you just try to get a little bit heavier yes it's not the most effective strength cycle but if you don't know how to write a strength cycle then that would be good consistency and just starting off with that would be good mm-hmm. um are you going to do me a little program that i can share with listeners for like getting back in yeah uh yeah i'm um, working out yeah, I will do practice what I preach and I'll write three sessions, a squat, a deadlift and an upper for one week that people can give a go, yeah. see if they enjoy it, see if it works for them. So you would take it to a gym to do. Yeah. Uh, and if they do like it, then that is pretty similar to my online program, which is four sessions a week. So it's your two lowers, your one upper and a big conditioning session just to get that extra um, calorie burn energy expenditure in there. Okay. Um, so yeah, I will write you a week that we can give to listeners and then if they like it, they can sign up to my online programme for more. Yeah, if you want more of Josie (laughs) or if you're local, come and work out with her because I highly recommend it. Yeah. You just have to get there. Yeah. She gets you through it. And I'll do the rest. (laughs) I'll do the rest. (laughs) That's such bullshit, isn't it? All she does is bring you really heavy weight. (laughs) No, but you're very encouraging. And I have noticed such a difference because I always felt like if I lose weight, it goes from my middle, but my legs always stay the same. Whereas I feel like since we've been working out, and it hasn't actually been that long. No, I think you're on like your third block program, maybe. It's, I think it's the second. Oh, because yeah. I had you, most yeah. of the summer off. Mm-hmm. And so I've only just restarted now and I can really tell a difference in my legs. Finally, I'm like, oh, this is how you do it. I love it when I like hear clients say that because I'm like, I do know what I'm doing. You do do. know what you're doing. I do. Josie, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's like a dream come true. Well. (laughs) Having you on. (laughs) Really good. Thank you. And some excellent tips. And I'll try and get my 10,000 steps in a day. Get the bloody steps in. All right, boss. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. All right, thank you so much for listening and have a great week and I'll see you next time for another episode of Happily Ever After with me, Hannah Harvey. I would be very grateful if you wouldn't mind leaving a review or subscribing because this helps more people find this podcast. And of course, if you've got a friend who you think might enjoy this episode, please do recommend it to them as well. For anything else, your thoughts on the episode or any questions, please do get in touch with me through Instagram at mumsdays or you can email me hannah at mumsdays.com and I genuinely love hearing from you, so please do get in touch. Bye.